0: there we go hello everyone welcome to another inner sanctum sessions with karen swain and today we're going to chat about the lessons in the thaya uber prophecy a book that was written in when was it samuel 80 in 1989 89 the end of the 80s so we're discussing it with samuel Shenshong today welcome to the show samuel <laughs> he's a very special guest in the inner sanctum Samuel and I had a chat on the show as um, somebody just reminded me it was in August last year was it It wasn't that long ago really was it
1: right just half a year ago
0: yeah and so since then you've been like flat out on other podcast shows and I see that the boys from Journey to Truth have put you in a conference and yeah you've been flat out do you want to fill us in on i have to read your bio but do you want to fill us in on what's been happening? uh since since our chat on the show in august like the last six months
1: yeah you mean i mean after i went on your show i discovered that it's actually possible to be on a lot of other shows too so i sent out a lot of um, interview suggestions to other podcasters and some of them responded very positively so since then i've been on different shows And I think the messages have to get out as soon as possible because we are facing a timeline, uh, a deadline. And it really depends on how we respond to the situations we are all facing right now. Um, The more people who read the book, the more people will will be awakened and they will likely to know how to respond to the uh, tyranny and also the uh, control of the media. So I I think, The most efficient and most effective way to make the world a better world is to promote the messages in the book. And this is what I've been doing right now.
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm multitasking. Yes, you have. You've been doing a fantastic job. Let me tell people who don't know who Samuel is and what we're chatting about today, a little bit about what's happening. So Samuel Shen Chong is a certified court interpreter, Chinese translator, and, this is my bit, Samuel, galactic ambassador. <laughs> Do you like that? Living in LA, instrumental in arranging for the Chinese publication of Michel de Marquet's book, The Uber Prophecy, which came out in well, it was the early 90s. Yeah, he wrote it in 89. And I think it took him about three years to write it and another three years to actually uh, get it published. Anyway, um, the book it talks about his adventures being taken to another planet and on these other was the, the and on other planets the universe creation of the earth it talks about the history of earth the dna of humanity et races creating different human ethnicities on earth a, a dire warning for humanity which is what everyone talks about levitation master healers mystical animals dolphins and how life on planet earth happened the book goes into so much but um Samuel, do you, you want to talk about for people that haven't seen the show with you? Do you want to talk about how you found the book and what and why you're the one that's you know spreading the messages of the book now and yeah, fill well,
1: us in. Yeah, I found the book uh, back in 2014 or so when I was searching for information and and books written by ET contactees because I was hoping that if we wanted to progress at a much faster pace, we could get a shortcut by learning from the ETs who have advanced civilizations. So I've been, I have been I had been looking for a book like that. I thought if the ETs um, had more advanced technologies, they would uh, unveil the mysteries of Earth, the paranormal, and also some of the things that we've been wondering about, such as the stories in the Bible and how we can really um, follow the right path and to reach our destination uh, more directly. And uh, so I checked out the book from libraries through their interlibrary loan services. I was astonished by the content of the book because it answers all my questions at that time and even more. In the postscript of the book, it said there are more incredible things that the author, Michelle Marquet was not allowed to write in the book because we were far from understanding them. That got me extremely curious because I thought the book was already incredible enough. What's more incredible about it and he wasn't allowed to write about it. I was very curious and I wanted to find out what. And so I decided to track him down and I searched on the internet hoping that he was alive at that time. And indeed he was alive living in Vietnam on Southern Island in Vietnam. And there was a photo on the internet in which a tourist uh, took uh, of his Bangalore where he was living at that time. So I printed the photo out and I flew to Vietnam and I showed that photo to the taxi driver after I landed um, on Foucault Island. And the t- taxi driver took me there the second try. And, and um, there I met him. Yes, you did.
0: I, I, I loved that you said that you you had no idea where he was, but you knew the island. And so you took the photo and you asked people on the island, do you know this man? Do you know this man? And, <laughs> and some of them said no. And some of them said yes. So you tracked him down which if any of you listened to the last conversation I had with Samuel, we spoke about how frugal he is. And I'm like, for a frugal guy, you spent all this money, you know, catching a plane to Vietnam without any idea of that you'd find this guy. So there's a lot of passion behind you wanting to speak and find out more about this book and, and spread the messages. So when you tracked him down, what happened then?
1: So he was very annoyed at my visit because he was a very private person. I was asking all the questions regarding um, regarding the book and he was very annoyed at my question saying that you should read more book more time, every, one more time, one more time, read it one more time, read the book, read the book, he said that. And I was uh, really puzzled, I thought, I came all the way from Los Angeles to see you and ask you a question, all, all the questions that I had in mind. And you treated me like this, uh, being very annoyed, what, what's going on here? So. Um, But uh, the day before I was about to depart, um, actually two days before, he showed me a contract and he asked me to follow up with the Chinese publisher who paid him $2,000 for the copyright. It turned out that the publisher didn't want to publish the book because of the fear um, of the censorship in China. So Michel de Marquet asked me to really um, find another publisher Um, And I was eager to please him so that he could reveal the secret. Uh, So I took that job and contacted as many publishers as I could.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, because there is a lot of censorship in China, which you would know about. Um, I meet myself. How did how did you get it published in China? Uh, Because, yeah. How did you manage
1: that? Well, I contacted so many publishers uh, in China, in Taiwan, in Hong Kong, and even Singapore, and no publisher was willing to publish the book in the very beginning because it contains information about religion. And, you know, in China, religion is actually a very sensitive topic. They forbid anyone to talk about Christianity. And uh, this book speaks at length about uh, the birth of Jesus and, and the coming of Christ. Um, so people were very afraid of uh, having the book published. In Taiwan, on the other hand, is a different issue about homosexuality. So homosexuality in Taiwan is a very sensitive topic uh, and publishers in Taiwan refuse to have it published. Um, so I contacted a, a very old friend of mine whose mother used to work at a major publisher in China. And then through her introduction and through her inquiries, the book was finally published in mainland China as a science fiction. And then later on, another publisher in Taiwan had it published as a nonfiction.
0: Oh, okay, I see. So it was published as science fiction.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, what yeah. So so you said that in China people can't talk about Christianity. What is the what is the major religion in China? That what can you talk about? Is it Buddhism and what is it?
1: Well, it used to be Buddhism, Taoism, mm-hmm. Confucianism, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but after the Chinese Communist Party took over, they really didn't allow any religion to be discussed. All Even for right. the Buddhism, mm-hmm. they only practice it superficially, like giving money donations and and really just praying to the Buddha and. Not really going to the essence of Buddhism, which is the inner peace and the inner realization.
0: Yeah, I forgot. I, I remember watching that movie um, about Buddha. About um, yeah, anyway, about the guy going to uh, meet the Dalai Lama. God, what was that movie called? Somebody help me out. Anyway, and I remember the um, the communist leader at the time. What was his name? Like not the one now, but way back in history, back in the fifties. Mao Zedong. Mao Tse-tung, yeah, saying in the movie, religion is poison. <laughs> I remember you <laughs> saying that. Yeah. So, right, yeah, they didn't let any religious uh, stuff happen. Well, for people that haven't read the book, and there's quite a few people online that haven't, do you want to just quickly outline what is in the book and why it's such an important spiritual piece of literature? And I've got a million other questions, and I'm sure everybody else
1: does too. What the book Uh, writes about the author Michel de Marquet's personal experiences of being taken by this group of beautiful, blonde, tall, um, nine foot tall, uh, compassionate, loving ETs to their planet uh, for nine days and then came back. Um, It happened in June 1987, and the book speaks about the information revealed by this group of ETs uh, who have been watching us and guiding us throughout history. For example, the ancient scriptures in the Bible um, writes about write about uh, the destruction of the two sea Sodom and Gomorrah and also uh, parting the sea for Moses to lead the Hebrews out of Egypt, as well as the birth of Jesus uh, and the coming of Christ. Uh, also, um, and, and this is actually those are all interventions by the ETs who really try to help us to lead us to the a way to the path of spiritual growth. Um, It also unveils about uh, the origins of different kinds of people, such as the black people, the yellow people who came from the planet Baccaratini about 1.35 million years ago. Also the functions and purposes of the Great Pyramid of Egypt, which is a tool to capture cosmic energy in order for the users to communicate with people on other planets and also to explore parallel universe and to make rain to moderate weather. And also what happens in the Bermuda Triangle, which is actually a warp or portal to a parallel universe um, that sucks people or planes or ships that got around it. And uh, also talks about the The recent interventions of the ETs, such as uh, during World War II, they prevented Germany from being the first country to develop the atomic bomb. So in a sense, they helped the US government uh, to um, stop the war or to terminate the war much earlier than um, it would have happened if Germany or the Nazi government won the war. Um, And uh, it also talks about a lot of the ET technologies how we incorporate how we can incorporate the different vibrations in the form of uh, colors or sound or other kinds of uh, vibrations to heal ourselves and to make our make us more health, uh, healthier. Um, as well as other kinds of uh, technologies, such as anti-gravitational technologies, supersonic vibrational systems, um, the one that they use to lift. Um, heavy stones uh, Mm -hmm. to build the Great Pyramid Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the the statues uh, on Easter Island, the the Moas. Um, And also, it also asks us to wake up, to really um, look at what's happening around us, uh, to really see what's going on behind everything. Do we really want to listen to the mainstream media or do we want to really... (laughs) look at the uh, the root of the causes of everything. It mentions that there are financiers running everything behind the scenes and uh, how politically we can become a better world and, and to make us a better world. It also gives us a solution. And I think that's really applicable to what's been happening around the world <clears throat> in the last few years, is to wake up and to have a concerted action um, to really follow the steps of um, Gandhi in India to use nonviolent resistance to rise up against tyranny. Um, so I think this is a very interesting book that contains a lot of specific verifiable details that people can really explore further.
0: It does, it corroborates with a lot of what other people have been saying uh, You know, throughout history, Um, ancient you know historians that talk about ets on earth and and it it cooperates with a lot of information that's out there but also it brings a lot of information that is not out there like the the two Jesuses. like i have to say i've been doing this for a long time i had never heard that before Uh, and so it it surprises me that such information like that has never it's not anywhere else you know like and so there's a lot of information that's not anywhere else the cooperation with the information that is makes it feel more believable but then the information that is not anywhere else makes you think you know is it believable i mean how do i mean it says in the book you know you either believe it or you don't there's no way to prove it but um but the fact that nobody else has spoken about this planet or the people on the planet except for except for michelle like did he say when you spoke to him as I said I've got a million questions but they're really more for him or for Tao who is the the guy Michelle's guide in the book that other people had been given this information on earth I mean surely you can't just give it to one man
1: well that's a very interesting question Uh, according to what I know uh, the information was only given to him and the reason I guess is that uh, they want to have a more complete book uh, written um, on his personal experiences that people can really do additional research. For example, the two Jesuses, one Jesus, one Christ. People can verify such information from by visiting uh, Shingo Village, Japan, and to see whether there is a tomb of Jesus Christ in that village, Shingo Village, Japan, that National Geographic uh, wrote an article about uh, like a few years ago, um, after Michelle de Marquet published uh, this book. And also people can still verify if there's another tomb next to the tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo village. And if they really want to verify additional uh, facts or evidence, they can uh, dig it out and to see if there's a bundle of hair of Jesus' brother. And uh, so I think if people really are interested in having proof, they can do so by following the facts um, stated in the book. And regarding the one fact that Michel de Marquet was not allowed to write in the book, I verified again and again um, the people who had previous contact with Michel de Marquet including Tom Chaco, Michael Minwell, including his uh, Vietnamese niece, uh, Lily, and um, no one has that information because it is uh, specific information. Uh, If they knew the information, they wouldn't have uh, been so laid back uh, in promoting the messages. It's the information that I learned from Michelle de Marquet that motivated me to promote the messages as much as possible because um, the information determines, I mean, our actions determine our future. Um, we have to act now in order to change the future for the better.
0: So do you want to get more specific about what that information was? That I think it was that dire warning that I spoke about in the intro.
1: Yeah, so uh, according to Michelle Marquet, he told me that Tao didn't allow him to put it in the book and Tao didn't want him to tell anyone else. Um, And and Tao said that uh, after he told me I'm not to disclose it to anyone else. But what he didn't tell me was that I, he didn't say I couldn't write an article about it and, and reveal as many hints as possible and to make it out of a puzzle. For people to ponder about so that's what i did so i wrote an article titled the second coming of christ so you can get a sense of what this is about um in the bible some passage some passages are correct regarding the second coming of christ but most of them including the majority of the content in the in the book of revelation is probably just the imagination or or visions that uh, may not necessarily um, be true. Um, And also I would suggest people to focus on the timeline. Uh, When the Jehovah, when God took Enoch away, uh, the book of Enoch, and um, Enoch was told to write a book. And so there's a book of Enoch. A few decades later, his great-grandson Noah was told to build an ark. And and similarly, parallelly, Michel de Marquet was taken away by the uh, Jehovans, and he was instructed to write a book, documenting everything he saw and he experienced and he uh, witnessed. And um, he wrote a book in 1989. Imagine what's gonna happen a few decades later if you don't change.
0: Yeah, this is a prophecy that many people have spoken about. And I think I, uh, I spoke to you about it last time on the show that, you know, I've been speaking to people for like 20, 25 years, and um, many of them have been contacted by either angels or ETs or sort of spirit guides or ascended masters, somebody, and have said, you know, in, in the not too distant future, some of them like 70 years ago, 50 years ago when they were children, they're, they're in their 60s 70s 80s and 90s now uh, that you know in the future if humanity doesn't change their ways there will be this probable future where we will be wiped out and sort of reset the reset of humanity because we're a bit like the Atlantean story that um, greed and um, has become sort of two bigger dom- dominating vibration on your planet and and love and unity needs to take hold is is that is that the information that you that you you can't reveal the same information
1: well a lot of the masters uh say this um they say sometime in the future but they don't have uh, the specific Mm -hmm. um, date or time or and and i think the important thing is to not focus on what's going to happen in the future but what we can do now to change our ways and to wake up. Um, And I don't know why, but I'm so privileged to be able to get access to certain information from Chinese whistleblowers. Chinese whistleblowers, That's that's really like so interesting because China is a country that is so huge and, and the government lies all the time and no one is able to get the truthful information out of China. But that whistleblower who is currently living in New York knows inside out about the Chinese government. And what he says um, that's going to happen or that happened in China has been kind of 85%, 90% correct most of the time. That's a very high percentage of accuracy. Um, So I follow him. Uh, His name is Miles Guo, G-U-O, Miles, M-I-L-E-S. And uh, I'm also very privileged to be able to translate another book written supposedly by the 41st degree of the highest chair of the secret society that was founded in Germany. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people say it's the Illuminati, and here I confirm it is the Illuminati. I didn't believe Illuminati existed. Um, before I read or before I translated the book, I found the book because I was searching for ways or methods to see auras, the human energy field. Mm -hmm. And then there was a discussion in a forum that talked about it and mentioned about this book. It was originally written in German. So I thought I would need to read it anyway. Why don't I translate it into English? So I did. And it turned out that a lot of the things that mentioned in that book corroborates with uh, what's happening now and also some of the mysteries surrounding the secret societies Um, and a lot of accounts match um, between the book Theobah Prophecy and that book 334 Lies.
0: 334 Lies, that's the name of the book, is it? 334 Lies. Um, Should you be revealing your whistleblower? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) but um, well you have now and we're live so I can't take it back but uh, um, yeah so China is really such a superpower I think because not probably because of their government but because of the amount of people in China it's it's such a huge population of humans on earth and so what is the role in China and our future as we as we evolve and move forward in history and ascend into the next evolutionary stage for humanity. What's China's role in that?
1: So I think uh, if you really look at what happened in the past uh, decade or so, the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, has been lying to its people and the world for a long time. So the fact that uh, we got into so much turmoil in the last uh, three years or so, was mainly because of the Chinese government, secret programs, bio-warfares. The Wuhan Institute of Biology has two sections. One is the civilian section, and the other is the military section. I was so fortunate to proofread another book written by the Chinese Liberation Army. uh, general, actually, a general level of director in charge of the biological warfare that spoke uh-huh. about um, SARS about 20 years ago. The gist of the book is that SARS that occurred 20 years ago was actually caused by a man made virus that kind of uh, escaped from the laboratory. They were so concerned about it and they. Uh, thought that it would uh, cause uh, a prolonged panic in China and around the world. But the virus disappeared after three months. That got them to be very surprised and they they really was looking for a reason for that. And it turned out that man-made viruses do not survive long in nature because uh, they just don't adapt to the environment of the host, meaning the human body. So, same thing happening right now is that uh, if you see different variants, uh, those are intentionally released uh, man made viruses. So, back to the role of China. So, the Chinese government is collapsing right now, and the Chinese population is really not 1.4 billion. Um, a lot of people died in the last few years. The real figure is 0. 0.8 billion, much less than what the official government has been saying. Wow. Um, and there's a small group of Chinese people that is waking up trying to establish the uh, new federal state of China. So mm-hmm. I think this group of people are is going to lead the way uh, for new China to be born. And that's going to probably wake up uh, a lot of parts of the world. and And this group of people, they know what's going on. And they are against uh, the uh, the Japs, the the COVID Japs, and and they're 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 kind of um, like I think the future of China.
0: Wow, wow, Samuel, that's fascinating, fascinating, and um, yeah, fa- fascinating that information. Yeah, fascinating. All right, well, uh, let's get back to the book. I could talk more about China. Does anyone have any questions? about china while we're still on china about no, no no anyone on the group anyone listening to the live stream kristen is there any questions coming in uh on restream joanne says hi love this information inspirational vibes podcasting been listening to previous episodes hi joanne um yeah so we'll get more into this a bit later but you know, in the book, it talks about how the um, humanity was seeded on Earth, and it talks about the black people and the yellow people. I love that. Coming from, it says it in the book, it's not me being, you know, not politically correct. Um, coming from, what is the name of the planet, Samuel? The, the...
1: Baccaratini.
0: Ba- Baccaratini, yeah. So a planet that was dying, is that what happened? A planet that yes. was dying? Do you want to talk about that part of the book, what? you know how humanity was seated on earth and I forgot to mention in the last show we spoke about this race of beings on a ninth category planet that Michelle met these nine foot um, and you said beautiful and I forgot to mention in the last show it's been mentioned all over everybody that they were hermaphrodites they were both male and female which we'll talk about a bit later but yeah just just fill us in on the part like how humanity happened on earth
1: So the black people and yellow people were originally living on the planet Baccaratini, but at 1.35 million years ago, the core of the planet was cooling down. So when the core of the planet cools down, the planet doesn't have the electromagnetic forces to capture the atmosphere anymore. So without the atmosphere, people would not be able to survive on the planet. It becomes like a desert without uh, sufficient oxygen, so they had to migrate to a different planet of the same category. Um, so they chose uh, Earth because Earth was also a category one planet, um, and they explored uh, Mars at that time, um, and Mars was also uh, having a lot of uh, um, like uh, life forms at that time too but earth was more preferable to them so they the black people landed in Australia and the yellow people landed uh, uh, in where Myanmar is now now located and so they encountered a lot of uh, difficulties in adapting the local environment on earth uh, having Uh, heavier gravity or stronger gravities on earth than their planet Baccaratini and they also try to bring a lot of uh, animals and plants for example they love uh, kangaroos and so they brought kangaroos but they didn't have a lot of uh, uh, plants to feed uh, the kangaroos so they tried to bring like a plant that they uh, used to feed uh, the kangaroos from their own planet but that Plant had a lot of difficulty adapting to the local environment on Earth, so a lot of things like that, and the yellow people encountered uh, issues uh, such as um, um, such as uh, uh, yellow fever, uh, and and so did the black people, and they helped each other out uh, by giving each other vaccines. Um, so not all vaccines are bad. <laughs> so I. I so the, this is the, about yellow and black people. The Caucasian people came afterwards. They landed on the continent of uh, Atlantis. And uh, at that time, it was colonized by a different group of people uh, from Arimo X3. They are actually the people, the pollinations, uh, living on different islands in the Pacific Ocean, such as the uh, aboriginals, um, of, um, like, in Hawaii, on uh, Hawaiian islands, and also Maui, or something like that. Um, and the Jewish people came last about 12,000 years ago from a planet called Hebra. Uh, Hebra was a category three planet. Um, so the Jewish people have had a lot of problems um, kind of melting. Into the pot, so to speak, and uh, explains why they have encountered a lot of difficulties and why they were the chosen people by the Jehovahs.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, goes into it a, a lot more. But you know, when we um, speak to our indigenous uh, First Nations people here in Australia, I don't call them Aboriginals anymore because I spoke to Stephen Strong years ago. Uh, Well, a couple of years ago, who speaks about a a lot of the the Indigenous stuff down here. And he said that to say Aboriginal is to say not original instead of the original people. So he now calls them the original people instead of the Aboriginal people. So there's many names like First Nation, Indigenous, but apparently anyone born on any land is Indigenous to that land. So I'm an Indigenous person, Indigenous Australian. (laughs) But anyway, they say we were the first people on Earth and then you speak to the Asians, like the yellow people, and <laughs> they say, no, our civilization as much is the oldest, we're the old, And so there is this sort of argument about who were the first people on Earth, not that it really matters, but in the book it sort of sorts all that out, right? I mean, the Africans from Africa, the um, First Nations, the original people from Africa, they say that they were the first on Earth. Uh, But uh, I think that how did the Africans spread to Africa? Like, does it say that in the book? I think it does.
1: Yes, from Australia. (laughs) So From Australia.
0: And and I think it talks about why they look so different to the original Australians.
1: Yeah, because of the Uranium content in the soil of australia Uh, when the asteroids hit australia um, east Timor, and it caused a lot of uh, explosions and the uh, radiation caused the genetic changes of the indigenous people the indigenous black people in australia versus the black people in africa
0: Yeah, yeah yeah christine says here complete respect for samuel much love and gratitude for sharing your research and knowledge So interesting. And Kristen, you you said that it aligns with what you know about how the planet was seeded. Where did you get that information that you're blown away? Where did you get that information from? It was a knowing that I had 10
2: years ago in a discussion with my husband and he was talking about, um, you know, the evolution of man and how they started in Africa. And I was like that I've never believed that. And I've never believed that us as like the human form that we are if it's survival of the fittest we wouldn't lose our body hair and have to eat cooked food to survive like things like that and I remember that it hit me that different beings from like it I just knew all of a sudden that different beings from different planets seeded Different parts of the world, and that's why we all look so different. And I just blurted it out, and my hubby was like, "What? You're you're whatever. You're crazy." But I've always carried that, and I've mentioned it, and you just confirmed it for me. I like, I'm blown away. So thank you. (laughs) I can't wait to read that part of the book.
0: Yeah, yeah. She hasn't read the book yet. You've you've started it though, right? (laughs) All
2: right. Yeah. But it's just. Yeah busy
0: busy so I'm excited thank you and Gloria you said the same thing you had the same knowing do you want to come on camera honey can I pop you on camera
2: oh I, I I'm not showing
0: on camera no no I mean on on the live stream I can see you but people on the live okay. stream okay yep. I got you yeah yep. um, up, yeah on.
2: I just I remember even like being a teenager and thinking about that and uh-huh. just thinking they must have come from you know because just thinking about all the different races on this planet and that they couldn't have really been derived from each other (laughs) because they're so different. So I've always believed in, you know, ETs and UFOs and all of that. So my teenage mind, you know, locked onto the idea that they came from other, other places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, this book confirms so much, of our knowings or so, so much stuff yeah that um yeah it's bloody i love this book it's fascinating i'm going to read it at least another dozen times uh, there you go <laughs> da- prophecy i think that they don't pronounce sir th- as sir th- like like tao is pronounced dao so it's like the dao prophecy it's pronounced differently uh, anyway
1: well jehovah prophecy i would say jehovah
0: prophecy <laughs> Crikey <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gloria. Um, Yeah, so there's another question here from iPhone. I don't know who iPhone, it might be Eris. It says, Lemuria, question mark. Does it go into Lemuria? I think it does. What does it say about Lemuria? Do you want to Lemuria?
1: Yeah, Lemuria was actually a continent that existed about 14,500 years ago in the Pacific Ocean. Um, The uh, people from Arimo X3, First came to Earth about uh, 300,000 years ago, and they landed on the, con- on the continent of Lemuria. Um, and in the very first, uh, in the very beginning, they encountered the Chinese people um, in the northwestern uh, corner of uh, the continent of Lemuria, and they had a war, a small war. And Chinese people were very suspicious, so they had a war. I know Chinese people. I'm Chinese. We are very suspicious in nature, uh, by nature. So that's that's what happened. So the uh, people from uh, Remote X3 they retreated back, um, and they established a base on the far side, the back side of the moon, so that they could transfer their people and uh, uh, materials, uh, like step by step, face by face. Uh, So that's why some people say there are alien bases on the backside of the moon. Yes, (laughs) it does. Um, And it confirms a lot of these speculations that NASA has been hiding a lot of um, uh, information from us. Uh, That's true. And there were life forms on Mars too, but Mars was actually a dying planet too um, when the core was cooling down. So... When Elon Musk wants to send people to Mars and and to establish like a colony there, I think he'd better rethink because uh, why do we need to go to a a dead planet? Yes, to go back to the question Lemurian, the Lemurians were actually highly uh, civilized, highly advanced people um, in the past, but then the entire continent sunk into the ocean Um, And unfortunately, the Lemurians didn't pass their technologies to the people um, in other parts of the world. So the great technologies and knowledge uh, were lost.
0: Yeah, this is another part of the book that does corroborate with a lot of the information that's out there about Lemuria and Atlantis. Uh, Yeah, I think that what I didn't know when I read the book was that Le- the Lemurians were the Polynesian race, right? So they were yes. a black race. They look sort of Polynesian, like the um, Maoris and and um, Samoans and Fijians and that sort of black look. Um, I also heard, which it doesn't say in the book, that it was a matriarchal society. Do you know anything about that?
1: Um no but they had a very very interesting social structure in which money didn't exist Mm -hmm. so people just took whatever they needed uh, from the market and everyone was so um, like altruistic and and thinking about the community Uh, it's like a communal society um i i would uh, love to have a matriarchy uh, society and i think <laughs> women do a better job than men I, <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> I think
0: i think that you know as we evolve it, it needs to be a more balanced not matriarchy <laughs> not patriarchy more sort of unified but um what does Anne say here i hope that this book gets picked up by major publishers uh the book felt valid to me yeah well I don't know about major publishers picking up the book. I think that it's up to us and I think you know the people like what we're doing now and and Samuel speaking on a whole lot of other podcasts and doing conferences. I think it's up to us to spread that message. um maybe it will get picked up by uh, a sort of a more major publisher. What do you think about that, Samuel, about getting picked I've been
1: up? working on that because having a major publisher. Uh, publishing the book will solve a lot of issues or problems. They have foreign rights department, and they can get the books translated into different languages and published by different countries. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are two ob- obst- obstacles. Not mainly because of the content, but because of the fact that Michelle de Marquet already passed away. Right. They need someone to promote the book. Hopefully, an ideal, ideally the author himself. But okay. he is past. He's passed already. So. And well the that's you
0: that's your yeah. job you've taken up the mantle you've taken the baton he's passed you on the bat there you go it's funny that when you went to vietnam to meet him and he didn't really want to talk to you because he was a very private person the story goes that you know he he um he had the experience in the late 80s uh published the book in or got the book out in the early 90s and apart from a handful of people that picked it up um most people thought he was you know batshit crazy. <laughs> And so he had a lot of ridicule, um, which a lot of people in the spiritual community go through when we talk about these things, right? Everybody. I had an email from someone today that said, Love your work and I love to donate to you, but I'm not out of the spiritual closet yet. But you make it sound so enticing to actually come out, which I thought was hilarious the email today, like come out of the spiritual closet. But so many people are scared to talk about this sort of stuff because they're scared of the ridicule. So poor old Michelle. Had a lot of people just tell him that he was lying, that he had a great imagination. He made it all up. And so he became very reclusive. He just at some point said, oh, forget it. This is too hard. And that's when he, I don't know, I think his marriage broke down in Australia and business. And he moved to Vietnam and remarried and established a little family over there and didn't really want to know about it. It's like, leave me alone. I did it. I, you know, I, I, I did what I said I was going to do. I tried to promote the book, but leave me alone. And, and he used to like shoo people away. Um, like, yeah. Do you want to talk about, did he talk about that with you, to you?
1: Yeah, he really didn't reveal that he was having a major depression at that time. Um, I learned it only a few months ago when a person told me that when a person was having a major depression, he would uh, tell a lot of jokes. And and this is what Michelle Demarquet did uh, during my first trip and during my second trip. You know, after I I decided to uh, please him and to follow out with the contract, his attitude changed, and and he started to tell me uh, jokes all the time, and especially during my second trip there. He told um, jokes uh, like, uh, like 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 uh, in in the entire trip, and and just to hide his emotional. Um, depression, depression feeling, and, and so he he really wanted to leave this world. He didn't want to stay on Earth because he was shown like a paradise, a beautiful planet on the planet Theoba, like a heaven, and then he was told, you don't belong here. Uh, you need to go back and write a book. This is how he felt, uh, a very, very strong disappointment and really um a cynical attitude towards everything that happens on earth and he really wanted to leave as soon as possible he wanted Tao to take him away um but but he also said uh, after he showed me the contract he said that uh, Tao told him that I was coming for him and 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 and, but but when I tried to ask him more information because I was very curious about my future he didn't elaborate and and I and the fact that he passed away like three or four months after I visited him the, the second time shows that I think his mission has already had already completed. Um, and, and now it's, um, it's us. We have to really change our ways of living and to act together to change the world and to have a better future.
0: Yeah, absolutely well this is a common story with a lot of people who visit paradises whether that paradise is on another planet or whether it's uh, an NDE and they go back to you know what is called the spirit side or other dimensions um, and they see just how great life can be when we're not living inside um, the circumstances that we're living here on earth with you know and and yeah and then they come back and they have to sort of live out the rest of their life in these circumstances but I think that being depressed and and not wanting to be here does not help the rest of the people that are here because that's the story about me, what I want. It's like me, my circumstances. And this life can be a paradise. You can create the paradise you want. I live in a paradise. You should see where I live. I mean, I live in the big fat city. (laughs) I do live in Australia though. Um, I've got the beach right next door. You know, it is a kind of a paradise where I live, and there's more paradises on Earth. I mean, you can create paradise on Earth. Okay, there's a couple of questions here. Gloria says, "Is is there an audio book av- available?"
1: Yeah, about a month or so. We are working on that. Okay. Um, I had a British, a uh, English person to read it to make it into audio book. I think uh, when Americans listen to the British accent, they pay more attention because <laughs> it sounds more sophisticated. <laughs>
0: That's funny. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite cool. And Diane says that, uh, did Michelle lose contact with his spirit guides? Is that why he was so depressed?
1: That's um, an
0: interesting question, Diane.
1: I, I think I think so. I think uh, he was um, kind of um, hoping to leave this world as soon as possible, um, to complete his mission as soon as possible. And I think uh, he... Um, He was trying, he was still trying to promote his book. Uh, There was a couple, uh, a French couple who visited him by chance, didn't know about the book. And he tried to talk uh, to them about uh, his book, uh, but the French couple didn't seem to be interested. And he got really annoyed and frustrated. He says to me, Samuel, you see, this is what French people are like. They're just so arrogant and so uh, ignorant about the, um things like this they don't care about this so he was really really frustrated at uh, people not paying attention to what he experienced
0: oh sorry i muted myself you know it's really interesting in my audio podcasts the biggest um because it says uh on the demographic uh, on the statistics the biggest audience i have is french <laughs> So him saying that French people don't care about that, I, I think they do. I mean, I don't get any emails from them anymore, but years ago I did. I used to get a lot of emails from French people. Uh, but when I look on the statistics uh, where I, you know, host the audio shows, the biggest demographic is the French and then the next is the Americans. Um, on the, on YouTube, my biggest demographic is, is the US and Canada and also France. than than Australia but um, yeah so the French are into it you know whether the I don't know why are they listening to my shows Um, yeah they're they're into it okay so we haven't got too many questions anyone got any questions for Samuel at this point there's um, oh Joanne sent sent a a donation thank you Joanne oh that's so nice of you Uh, but no questions from the YouTubers or Kristen can you see any questions or people on Facebook at this stage I don't see any from Facebook well let's talk about Jesus I loved what it said about the number of lifetimes we have to spend on different level planets oh yeah that's a good question also the comments read the Bible made a lot of sense I have The book Cedars, so interesting to compare. Oh, who wrote Cedars, Anne? Where are you? You'll have to unmute. Who wrote the book Cedars? I don't know where she is. Where are you? You need to unmute. No, 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 no. All right, well, let's, um, oh, Elaine, oh, Pat says, Elaine Denan wrote the book, Cedars. Ah, interesting. Have you met Elaine? Mm -hmm. Elena, Elena, Elena Danan. I've heard of her. I've heard of
1: her, yes.
0: French girl. Uh, I love what it said about the number of lifetimes we have to spend on different level planets. Do you remember that information in the book?
1: Well, uh, I can tell you this. Michelle de Marquet had um, 80 past lives. Mm-hmm. And he, on his 81st past uh, lifetime, he was on earth. And the highest uh, category of planet that he lived um, in was a category seven, uh, where he was a queen uh, ruling a third of the, uh, the planet. and But he came down to a category one planet, which is uh, earth for a very interesting reason. He violated the well the 10 commandments. Um, uh, so that's why like people can go up and can go can come down. And there are spiritual lessons to be learned uh, in each of the lifetimes. So I think uh, it really depends on how we grow spiritually, how we purify ourselves. Um, and And I think uh, some people choose the uh, the direct path, the shortcut, like me. <laughs> others they want to try to spend more time different categories of planets before moving up uh, to the highest level. So it really depends on the free will of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I
2: have un- Karen, I have unmuted. It's Anne. Oh, hey, Anne. And I think they said 81 lifetimes on our category of planet before you can move up. But I have the book Cedars. I'm just going to hold it up. I actually heard about this on that show where I found you. So Cedars is by Elena dannon
0: Yeah, Elena Danone. Yeah. Danone. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so many but, people uh, have said you have to get Elena on your show. You have to get Elena on a show. So I wonder I'll get Elena on the show. <laughs> I'll get okay. okay. Okay, I'll get Elena on the show. Um I want to talk about the levels because I, I don't know. As I say, I have thanks Anne. I have a lot of questions that I don't know that you can answer. There really would be questions for. Tao or, um, yeah, maybe for Dow. And I haven't, you know, psychically, I haven't had any connection with him or her yet. When I do th- think about his energy, her energy, it's hard to sort of call her hermaphrodite, you know, their energy. Oh, that, there you go. Mm-hmm. Their energy. Um, I feel that it's more masculine to me. That's what I feel. But, he, but Michelle said, you know, they look so pretty. They're like pretty blonde and they've got boobs and Uh, they you know they look he thought that he was in a spaceship initially with full of women and then he said why are there any women here and then Tao says oh because we're hermaphrodites we're both male and female so he recognized some energies feeling more masculine and some more feminine but he kept referring to Tao as she in the book because he recognized her as a woman when he first met her but the energy I feel is more masculine funnily enough. With the levels, my guides had said to me that the levels are not dimensions. Do you have any information about category, planet levels, and dimensions? And then we're going to talk about that. I agree with
1: your guide. I agree with your guide. They are Mm -hmm. not dimensions. They're just... uh, They may have a different, slightly different vibration, but they are not different dimensions. Mm -hmm. I think uh, if you really look into the book, you're going to see that the Jewish people, the Hebrews, came from a Category, Category 3 planet, 3. Mm-hmm. and they just behaved more spiritually and in a more civilized manner, more peacefully. In the very beginning, the, the ancient Hebrews that first arrived on Earth, they didn't want to have any wars with the locals, uh, and highly intelligent, highly smart. and So I think uh, it's just uh, the level of... Um, spiritual development that people have had. Um, they determine It determines uh, what kind of category of planet that they, they can live on. Um, and then, um, to that point, I think uh, it actually explains a lot of uh, uniqueness about the Jewish people in a very good way. If I ever people on earth, I would uh, look up to the Jewish people and, and not to have any discriminations or harsh feelings against them, or jealousies or things like that. Um, and also, I want to bring up another point that um, I'm a very grounded person. And I studied economics at uh, UC Berkeley, went to London School of e- Economics and studied economic history. I went to University of uh, Carlos III in Madrid and studied financial analysis. I worked as a paralegal, a journalist, <clears throat> and also a clerk uh, at a bank. And now I'm a Chinese translator, a certified court interpreter, working for the court system, mainly interacting with uh, lawyers and and doctors and professionals. When I read a book, I look at evidence that we can relate to, that we can really explore further and to really prove or relate to um, that we can touch and see in our real life. For example, This book explains that the Great Pyramid of Egypt was actually built about 17,000 years ago by a very wise person called Thoth from Atlantis using anti-gravitational technologies and supersonic vibrational systems to move the stones um, in a very, very unique manner. The Great Pyramid of Egypt was built over a nine year period and to, to be used as a tool to contact People on other planets because they can capture cosmic energy. Um, if other ET contactees, such as Billy Meyer, um, say that uh, the Great Pyramid of Egypt was built uh, by forty thousand slaves or maybe four hundred thousand slaves over over like forty year period or twenty year period, that doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, I'm a yeah. very logical person. It really doesn't resonate to what I think uh, to be true. So when I read a book, I always look at specific verifiable evidence or facts that we can verify and explore further. For example, the tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo Village was mentioned by no other spiritual, so-called spiritual books. Um, But it's mentioned and detailed and specifically uh, and described at length in this book. And that really caused me a lot of uh, interest because i can visit japan to look it up um so this is what i really want to tell to the people who are into new age books and lectures and and um is to really follow your heart but at the same time at the same time try to be a grounded person look at the the foundations or facts that you can really verify um And also I say the same thing to the scientists and professors in different colleges. I mean, a person's uh, spirituality or spiritual growth has nothing to do with the credentials or the degrees that a person receives. A Caltech professor that communicated with me a few years ago didn't believe that Kirlian photography was real. That seems to me that even though he had this kind of professional credential, he doesn't have a, a soul that's mature enough to recognize that there are things that we can really relate to on the spiritual level, uh, technology that can increase, that, that can really connect uh, with uh, spirituality. So I think uh, we need to be at the same time a grounded person, uh, but at the same time has uh, some kind of spiritual awareness.
0: Yeah absolutely hallelujah to that very well said thank you thank you samuel yeah as regards to the category so you said the hebrew people from hebra the jewish people so we call them came from a third category planet so the categories were more about people's spiritual evolution and not their intellectual um evolution and do you think that the ninth category planet that was called (laughs) <laughs> I always from <can't> <laughs> whatever it's called is in the third dimension. Is still in the third dimension.
1: I think they're in our dimension because it's a real physical planet. Yeah. Uh, yes. A third. Yeah. But they have uh, far advanced technologies and they can look into the future. Uh, so years. Yeah.
0: this got me thinking, and we're going to get to Jesus Gloria. Don't worry. But this got me thinking uh, about you know, what we talk about on this, in the spiritual community out there on a million different podcasts and shows and teachers, we're all talking about ascending to the fourth and people talk about the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. And if we are a category planet, there is no way we are ascending to the fifth dimension because we haven't even ascended to the second category yet. Like this highly evolved spiritual, you know, seemingly magical race of people that have powers of manifestation that are unbelievable are are still in the third dimension. They're still physically focused people. What what do you say about that? As I say, I've got questions that I need to ask. How? Um, What do you say? What do you think about that, Samuel?
1: Well, I think uh, we got a lot of problems right now, um, the media, and I contribute to a lot of the... uh, the issues uh, currently being discussed in the spiritual community to the media. You know I, I took a class uh, called uh, archaeology anthropology so it asked me access to really do re- research on the Mayan calendar when everyone believed that uh, according to the Mayan calendar 2012 was actually going to be the end of the world and that's actually caused by the media. The media's a uh, sensational uh, news, uh, trying to say that uh, the scary things, and I think uh, we we need to be a little bit careful on, about that because you know it's uh, sometimes uh, people tell me this and the reptilians, and sometimes people tell me that the the evil et is controlling the whole world
0: the evil et is controlling the world i know (laughs) look the mainstream media is not talking about um you know ascending to the fifth dimension i have to say but a lot of spiritual people are and if we are um, we need to ascend to the second category first before we can even hope to ascend to the fifth dimension uh anyway it's a bit mind-blowing um we've got a long way to go before we're ascending to the fifth dimension we haven't even moved up to a second category and as you say the Hebrew people came from a category third planet, but so we know what a category one planet is because we live in it. And in the book, it, we um, we visit a category nine planet, so we we learn about a category nine planet. And I was thinking, what happens in between? You know, like there's a whole lot of steps in between one and nine. Uh, but it is about our spiritual evolution. Okay, there's a few things happening here. Um, movie industry have generated massive fear around ets absolutely love what he said about money drugs journalism and politics yep Uh, christine says again that um she's a seeker of truth and although it's uh, not quite as focused i appreciate your words on staying grounded absolutely individuals can be here on a mission did they say they have people here ah good question Anne. yes they did They said that there are people walking around as humans that are actually from their planet that are, what's their mission here, Samuel? What are they doing here on earth? They're observing. They're not really teaching. They're more observing, right?
1: Yeah, they're observing and also helping us in secret. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't want to reveal themselves um, when they're helping us. I'll give you one example uh, Mm -hmm. in recent years, how they helped us. It's mentioned in the book, how they prevented Germany from um, being the first country to have the atomic bomb, they actually caused uh, Heisenberg, the German scientist, to have this kind of illusion that uh, a great amount of rene- uranium was needed to build the atomic bomb. So it made uh, Heisenberg, the scientist, uh, believe that uh, it would be impossible to do so uh, because uh, they didn't have uh, such enormous resources. So he wrote a report to Hitler saying that, uh, suggesting Hitler to give up the plan. And so Hitler relied on his uh, judgment and gave up the plan. So this is kind of like a very indirect assistance um, helping the US government to be ahead of Germany when developing the atomic bomb. So they did that in a very indirect way, not causing a lot of uh, karma. Mm -hmm. For example, if they took... uh, Hitler's life away, Mm -hmm. Um, and that would uh, cause a lot of uh, karmatic effects. Um, I'll give you another way, perspective, another perspective. They respect the free will of the people very much, tremendously. Um, All the people's free will, uh, including Hitler's. So they respected the, the fact that Hitler wanted to do his own thing. His uh, follow his own agenda. Um, the few the ETs, are actually were, are actually uh, encouraging us to rise against any of the injustice, uh, any of the tyranny on our own, and not to rely on their direct assistance, because uh, uh, they don't want to intervene or interfere with our own affairs. Mm-hmm. That would cause um, serious consequences or that would um, disrupt a person's free will so it's up to us how we respond to the situations
0: yeah absolutely yeah they can they can influence but they can't interfere absolutely yeah um i wonder if they've done any influencing over that because you talked about the second world war but that was a long time ago do you think that they've done anyway, any influencing over the last few, you know, the decade or so?
1: I, I think so, uh, especially in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just my suspicion, my <laughs> my conjecture, my, my guess. The person that I talked about, uh, Mao Guo, he narrowly escaped many times the uh, assassination or attempted assassination by the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's the higher self, his own higher self, that he's protected, mm-hmm. or the from the protection of the Theobans. I, I don't know.
0: Well, absolutely, because there's a lot of whistleblowers, you know, talking about all sorts of stuff, not just life on other planets, but all sorts of stuff on Earth. And um, uh, although there have been many have have been taken out, so that st- they've stopped them speaking physically, because they can still speak psychically to mm-hmm. mediums that can receive the information. There seems to be less of that happening now. So there is more protection happening either from their own spiritual family and guides or higher self or maybe from um, not just the thiobans, because there there are many planets overseeing the evolution of this world. Uh, Yeah, and people bringing technology uh, to this world that will greatly influence humanity, healing technology, anti-gravitic technology. There's a whole lot of stuff happening So I have heard about in the last couple of years um, some people that did invent some um, advanced technology in Africa that were uh, taken out, unfortunately. So it's still happening, but it seems to be less. Have you got any intel into that, Samuel?
1: Well, I think uh, those people, uh, if they really want to be successful, they need to be more altruistic. So Mm -hmm. when they develop an engine that runs on water, by having a specific uh, vibrational frequency that breaks the covalent bond between oxygen and hydrogen atoms, uh, they should make the technology public immediately yeah. on mass scale so that uh, the special interest groups will not be able to silence them anymore. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, and I think uh, people are trying, and I'm encouraging a lot of people to do the same thing. Um, I think it'll happen.
0: Yeah, I've had a chat to my galactic group about that, uh, about free energy specifically, which I won't go into now um, because I want to talk about Jesus uh, and I want to talk about technology. Uh, What was I going to say? God, I've got so many thoughts swirling around in my head. So as far as teachers and prophets go, there have been many prophets here on earth that have started religions, Muhammad, Buddha, Buddha uh krishna you know these are the main ones and of course there's jesus, There's other prophets so that you know there's the um there's other prophets and um but but he was different and uh, yeah l- like i'll let you explain who jesus was why he was different to other prophets or teachers spiritual teachers yeah
1: what yeah because other teachers spiritual teachers came from earth But Christ, on the other hand, was actually one of the Theobans who tried to convince people that uh, by performing miracles so that uh, his teachings and preachings uh, could be believed by the people, which uh, focused on love and spirituality. And what happened was that uh, in order to fulfill the prophecies, or the expectations by the Jewish people, Hebrew people at that time, they had to have a someone born in a very unique and special way. So that's why they implanted the embryo into the uterus of Virgin Mary. So Jesus, the one who couldn't perform miracles, was actually born indeed from a virgin. And just to fulfill people's expectations, because a person is born that way, has to go through what they call river of oblivion, forgetting everything happened in his past lives and forgetting all the knowledge accumulated to perform miracles. Jesus, even though he was highly spiritual and highly intelligent, couldn't perform any miracles. So that's why there was no record in the Bible documenting Jesus performing miracles before the age of 30 or 28. Um, that Jesus went to India. So there's some people who say that Jesus went to India and died in Japan. So there's a tomb of Jesus Christ in Chingo village, Japan. Uh, Christ, on the other hand, was actually uh, one of the Theobans who took on the body of Jesus Christ made by the Theobans um, in order for people to believe everything Christ preached, because when the Theoban took on the body of Jesus, he remembered everything, remembered all the knowledge to perform miracles. So he preached everything and convinced people and died on a cross and resurrected three days after just to show people that uh, there's life after death and there's reincarnation. But somehow the concept of reincarnation uh, got removed by the Catholic church councils. And this book is so specific, it named the four Catholic church councils that intentionally distorted the original meanings or the original scriptures of of the Bible um, for their own purpose, their own benefit. Um, So this book has so many specific facts that I strongly suggest people to read it in detail and do their own research uh, because you'll be um, enlightened
0: yes yes sorry i'm multitasking here i'm sharing it on different groups uh yeah so so the story of jesus is that there were two Jesuses according to the book um, i think i said this to you last time i read in the seth books years ago that the story that we know of jesus was actually a combination of three different prophets uh, the one that is like written down in the Bible. But the so that one was born of the immaculate conception because the ETs implanted the embryo into, G, into Mary that was um, an upgraded DNA to the physical body, but yet not sufficiently upgraded to overcome the river of oblivion, the veil, as we call it. I love the river of oblivion. So this man was highly spiritual, highly intellectual teacher, who left uh, and traveled the world and ended up in Japan. So that was one Jesus. But the Jesus known in the Bible as the one that was crucified, that performed the miracles, was actually a body manufactured in Thayuba because they have their masters of manifestation. They have the ability to create bodies, um, human or otherwise. And um, that's why Michelle said that when he was there on the planet, he saw very few children because they have the ability to to just create a body uh, at any age and then the soul can incarnate into that body it doesn't have to go through childhood but then there is the freedom of being born it doesn't actually talk about if they give birth the way we do doesn't talk about that in the book does it that you know of
1: it doesn't but uh, he saw children and children were born kind of very similar to us
0: Yeah, so there is the opportunity to incarnate into the a a fetus, a baby, and then grow up, or to incarnate into a a fully formed human. Like there's so many um, things on offer on this planet that a soul can experience. So that body was manufactured, and that was the body that came out of the desert, who was Jesus, that performed the miracles. So my question is, and I don't know if you can answer this: Jesus said, "You." Um, all you can do what I have done and more so if that is true we can't because we have human bodies that are under the river of oblivion so therefore we can't perform the miracles that he performed Um, what do you think about that that's what that's what that's what I'm thinking if the body was manufactured so that it didn't come under the veil it had full memory um, of who they are as spiritual beings without any forgetfulness that we come under when we incarnate into this planet. What what do you think about that?
1: I think Jesus or Christ is right that uh, we can do everything that Christ did um, by performing miracles if we really focus on it. You know, after I came out publicly, a friend of mine, actually, someone contacted me saying that he could levitate when he was young. Mm-hmm. By really, kind of uh, using a special ancient Chinese uh, technique, mm-hmm. uh, fasting for a few days, and then just to make the uh, the meridians, the the energy of the meridians flow um, in a very very like unique way, and then he was able to levitate, and and he was able to see auras, and he had a lot of healing proper uh, healing abilities too. Um, so so was the monk in 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 Nepal that as documented by Dan White, the magician, and there are also like as I mentioned previously, the uh, uh, masters, the high level, uh, the, the masters of higher degrees of the secret society Illuminati, they can perform all the miracles too. I mean, they just just they don't use it in a very good way. They they do it in a very negative way, but they could perform all the miracles. They can kill a person instantaneously using their mind. This is actually witnessed by a Dutch banker who used to work for members of the Illuminati. You can look it up, uh, Ronald Bernard, a Dutch banker. And then he says that he witnessed like a, a person Dropped dead after the member of the Illuminati used uh, his mind to kill him. So this is uh, something that's uh, that, that's doable. It's just that how we how we achieve that. And this um, Michel de Marquet, when he was on Fioba he told me that he kept asking Tao and 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 their people like, teach me, teach me how to levitate and teach me, and. and uh, and then they just uh, smiled at him and uh, never responded by saying that if you are like this, like you you would never be able to learn uh, what we can do here. In a sense, they're saying that Michel de Marquet was not too uh, spiritually advanced or grown to a certain level to be able to do so. But I think this book tells us how to do that in a very, very um, direct way, which is by, meditation and concentration. So you have to practice for a long time to achieve that, to recollect the past life memories, and to really not to think about anything quiet your mind down. And then use your subconscious mind to focus and to concentrate um, on the goals that you're trying to achieve. Um, I think that's the best way to do that. You know, I'm a talker, I'm not able to do that myself, but I'm just, uh, Giving you some suggestions from what I learned from Michelle Demarque <laughs> and also from the book. <laughs> of course, you can do it yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, you said concentration, focus, 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 focus. Okay, I've just got some guidance on the question that I asked uh, previously about categories and dimensions. So they said that there are many people. My mob. They said that there are many people here on Earth that exist in a different category to. Um, to Earth, like you said that the um, Hebrew, the the Hebrews, the Jewish people came originally from a category three planet. They said that many of the healers and star seeds that are here are existing in different categories um, that that, you know, having different abilities, psychic ability and, and and powers of healing and and accessing different parts of the akashic records and different levels of consciousness. But what they said to me was a planet's category is determined by the dominant state of consciousness of the planet. So the dominant state of the consciousness of planet is a category one. And when the dominant, like the collective um, consciousness shifts, then the category is reestablished. So although there are many people who are living in different categories, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, as you said, masters and monks and teachers, mm-hmm. they're not contributing, you know, they're not a part of the dominant. C- c- so th- I found that really interesting. And then, then they also said that um, these people, the people that are talking about moving into the fifth dimension. So there is only a very small percentage of people actually talking about that. As I said, it's not on the mainstream media because their influence is for people in different categories. Uh, fascinating thanks for clearing that up guys so there's a great question here from diane that says have the thaiubans thyubans in any way contacted samuel and tried to make contact with you invited them to make have you invited them to make contact seems like they would be aware of all his efforts to get their message out
1: Um, A lot of people ask me this question. Um, Uh You know, I'm a very independent person. (laughs) The way I learn most from my lifetime, uh, from my life lessons, is to really be more independent without outside assistance, unless when it is absolutely necessary. So I'll use an analogy. When you, if you are a parent trying to teach your child a mathematical problem, how to solve a certain problem, then you'll be the best way for your child to learn if you just give the general directions and ask your child to explore on his or her own to solve the problem. If you just give him or her the answers, then he or she wouldn't be able to learn it more effectively. So I learned the best from my own efforts. So, um, so far they haven't contacted me yet um, and um, and I think they're respecting my, uh, my own opinion or suggestions that uh, giving me an opportunity.
0: Well, I hate to burst your bubble because I'm chatting to them now. So I have, uh, after reading the book, I have reached out to sort of talk to them, and I have them here with me now. They're coming as a group collective. They don't come as individuals. So in the book, we've got Michelle talking to a physical being who's an individual who has a personality, identity, body, And he's relating through that idea. How I'm relating to them now is not like that. And I think that I expected to relate more like that because I was reading in the book. What they're showing me now is they come as a a group collective, like a group of people that are sending um, information. And they said that they've been inspiring you and talking to you for years. They're laughing at your... um, you saying I'm a very independent person and I like yeah. to learn, they think that's hilarious. They <laughs> think "What? who inspired you? What energy do you think inspired you <laughs> to spend money that you didn't want to spend, to fly to, to Vietnam, to meet? <laughs> they think it's hysterical <laughs> that you think, oh, yeah, that was just all me. <laughs> they're laughing because they're saying this is how we influence people we give people suggestions which come in the form of impulses or desires or passions and um you as a (laughs) god they're yacking now god they're off and running now (laughs) this is cool um you as an individual as a human as a soul incarnated into a human experience you have free will and you have the choice at any stage to reject our suggestions that come in the form of impulses or desires or wants you have at any time you can say no I'm not going to do that I'm not going to spend my money doing that you know I've got other things to spend my money on you have at any time to do that or you can follow that impulse so they're laughing and saying they're talking to you all the time Samuel (laughs)
1: and <laughs> never reject their guidance or in or the impulses oh
0: they're saying no you have absolutely rejected quite a few of the impulses that they've given you over the years <laughs> they're laughing at they're laughing at your um and 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 they're saying with love and compassion that this is what we all do we're all guided and impulsed through our spiritual teams not you know, their collective, but through the spiritual teams that we uh, have set up from a spiritual perspective. And um, we all get these desires and impulses. I was online um, with my group the other day talking about some psychic awareness and, you know, meet the spirit guides and telling a story about when I was young, I was like 23, I drove a Vespa, a little moped, right? I was at my boyfriend's house and it was raining, and I wanted to go home, and I said to him, "Can I take your car because I don't feel like getting on the bike and getting in the rain? Can I take your car, I'll bring it back in the morning?" And he goes, "Sure." And I drove past my bike, and I had this really, really, really strong guidance impulse to get on the bike and drive it home. And I argued and said, "No." I don't want to do that I don't feel like being on the bike tonight it's cold it's wet I feel like being in a nice comfortable car so I rejected the impulse even though it was so strong and then my bike was stolen although I did get it back but um, you know and we get these impulses all the time from our guides and teams um, and we can we have free will to reject them and they said they're laughing and they said that you've rejected many of the um, ideas that they've given you Although they do applaud you and honor you for the ones that you haven't rejected and honor you for the work that you're doing, spreading the message. What oh, makes me want to cry? Yeah.
1: Thank
0: you. Good question, Diane. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So, has, what have we got? What's happening here, Kristen? Is there, Are there bodies that are manufactured close to what is cloning on Earth? That's a good question. Are the bodies that are manufactured close to what? Yeah, that's a good question. Samuel is so intellectually gifted. He is spiritually gifted uh, or learned any spiritual or myth modalities, mystic modalities. Oh, yeah, so, Kristen, two questions. Are the bodies that they manufacture similar to what is cloning? What do you think about that? Again, a question for Tao. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think uh, the body that they manufactured um, to, uh, you you can use the word clone, Jesus, was actually something that's made by the great Torah, the the seven masters on on Theoba. Uh, They can actually make a physical body, not really by cloning, because when you clone, you have to take the DNA, you have to really uh, start from the embryo and and to do that. But what they're talking about is to make a, a physical body of an adult human being, like a adult, like a 20 year old or 30 year old Jesus. So they're actually making that body, uh, not necessarily in the sense of cloning, um, because we are, we are kind of primitive in a sense that we have to use the DNA to do that, and, and, and but they're far more advanced than us, and, and they don't need that
0: so i asked yeah i asked that same question kristen and they're showing me they're saying that unlike we do on earth in a test tube they're actually manipulating the molecular structure so they're talking about electrons they're they're developing it more from an atomic quantum perspective whereas we develop from a physical perspective where looking down a microscope looking at cells and um, but they're using it for more from the atomic structure so they're showing me the process and it's kind of like it looks like oh my god it, it kind of looks like something out of a sci-fi sci-fi novel where there's all this energy moving and swirling like a kind of like a pretty tornado but not big like small and they're manipulating it's like 3d printing but they're 3d printing with energy yeah Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating yeah so the second question was do you have any learned spiritual or mystic modalities
1: well i think my main life purpose here is to really wake people up you know i'm a chinese uh, american here and I do interact with uh, people in my field who just reject anything spiritual and right, anything yeah. related to spirituality. And I'm hoping to wake those people up, even though they mm-hmm. um, follow the mainstream media and they do a lot of things that uh, I think are kind of short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, when I need help, I I do this, I concentrate and I, med- I meditate and I concentrate in front of nine lit candles why nine because nine is a magical spiritual number
0: nine actually
1: yes nine candles nine candles Um, Mm -hmm. and i look for knowledge wisdom love and compassion so i i I look for the four things and and i seek for guidance from my higher self um speaking of uh, higher self I'd like to try to explain a a rather difficult concept that Michel de Marquet mentioned in a public lecture that can answer your question regarding the supernatural abilities of Mm -hmm. certain people on Earth. Mm -hmm. So mm, as we know, a higher self is actually composed of electrons, and this is more scientific based. Um, On category one planet, a higher self distributes the electrons to nine different people. On category two planet, the higher self distributes the electrons into eight different people. So up until category nine planet, in which the higher self doesn't distribute the electrons to anyone else but the person, him or herself. So that's why if you have more electrons, you have more psychic powers or supernatural abilities. Mm -hmm. So this is why some people on earth, that they have more electrons from the higher self so that they're able to perform miracles more easily than others. They sometimes do that by practice, by meditation or concentration. And sometimes like the uh, um, people in high degrees from secret societies, they do that by taking the life energy out of uh, a life person, uh, illegally and, and, and cruelly. So, so there are different ways to do that. But, but the, uh, the secret society members, the members of the secret society, they're going to regret what they did to the life people. Because when they go through the life reveal process after they die, they're going to witness everything they did in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And they're going to feel the feelings of themselves and also the others who uh, took on the the cruelties that they did. So they're going to feel everything is like a holographic environment, a film, in which they would feel how the other people felt when they did certain things onto the others. And they're going to evaluate how they did in their lifetime. They're going to regret how they did it. Um, So I hope this uh, makes some sense that the electrons control, uh, the the amount of electrons control the uh, supernatural or psychic abilities a person has. Mm.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for that. That's a great explanation. So Anne says, maybe Samuel is from their planet. What do you think, Samuel? Do you think you're from Daewoo
1: you know it's it's a mystery i don't know <laughs>
0: well i can tell you because okay. i asked <laughs> they said no that you're not from their planet but that you are your soul has spent time on a higher um, on other planets that are a different uh, a different category yeah but um yeah and that they're just saying that you elected before you were even born to spread the message Yeah, this is like a a long um, uh, agreement that you've had with them. And they're saying many other people on Earth who are a part of the shift have made that agreement with their spirit guides and highly evolved beings on other planets that they would come and bring a message and spread this knowledge to help awaken humanity. Um, But, oh, God, their energy is so beautiful. Oh, my God. I want you all to try and tune into them. Uh, Just imagine that you can and just feel their energy. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, I remember reading somewhere else, when 30% are awake, it's a wave of change um, that can change the category by waking up. Yeah, and Yeah, absolutely. There is a critical mass. When um, my guides have actually said to me, It's less than 5% of humanity. When less than 5% of humanity awakens to a specific um, level of consciousness, then that will, uh, like, move through the consciousness and the minds of everyone um, and wake up everyone. But they said this is not people intellectually having this discussion and talking about it. This is not knowing this this information because you read it in a book or you watch podcast shows, this is living it. This is embodying that consciousness. And the guides are saying that it's getting close. Like there are, which if you listen, if you think about 5% of the planet, if there's like 8 billion people on the planet, I don't know, do the math. You're, you're the scientist. You're the mathematician, <laughs> Samuel. That's a lot of people. Like that's a lot of people. 5% is a lot of people. Um hundreds of millions of people but uh but it's not hundreds of people watching youtube you know um, podcasts or listening to podcasts it's hundreds of millions of people living this unity consciousness yeah so it's less than 30 percent any other questions can we reach out to them in meditation yes absolutely someone has made a donation on youtube homo galacticus oh thank you homo galacticus thanks Kristen, for letting me know michelle i was curious about the comment about astrology and the stars when the question was asked by michelle she she oh tayo just smiled. do you have any further insights samuel
1: yes yeah. i do <laughs> so michelle de Marquet wrote uh, two other books one uh, is nature, Nature's Revenge. In that book, he talks about astrology. Um, I'm going to try to explain to see if it makes sense. Is that uh, the planets indeed affect the electrons and when a person is born, the person gets about 81 uh, percent of the electrons from the higher self and the other 19% from nature. And what happens is that the locations of planets through their kind of um, electromagnetic uh, effect, they affect the 19% of the electrons that go goes into the human body, the human's astral body. So it doesn't really have uh, the direct relationship with uh, the different, uh, like the, astrology signs like uh, cancer or gemini or something like that but it does have something to do with the locations of the stars and planets in the universe that uh, cause certain patterns to to show up um, reflect as reflected you know person's personality or um, kind of like uh, uh, human human fate, uh, fate in the future something like that it, it's, it's a very interesting concept so astrology works but only to a certain extent affecting the 19% of electrons that's made up in the astral body of a person
0: excellent did that answer the, your question Michelle? either unmute and speak or pop it in the chat here Um, There's another question from Homo Galacticus. I love your name. She says, I'm so happy. I think it's a she. I'm so happy to see Samuel on your show, Karen. again. Is it possible that we know planet Tayuba under some other name? Much love from Brisbane, another Aussie. Do you think that in information in the past, um, it's been called something else? What do you think, Samuel?
1: Jehovah, Jehovah.
0: Jehovah Jehovah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's actually yeah, it's actually mentioned many times in the Bible.
0: Ah, the planet itself is mentioned as Jehovah, is it? Yes, yes. And do you think it's part of the Palladian system because you know the um, original people that we call Aboriginals, the original the First Nations peoples of Australia say that they were seeded, um, they claim that they were the first on earth. And that they came from the Palladius system.
1: You know, I um, I want to find out the source of the information. <laughs> I'm so afraid it's going to become like another Mayan calendar thing. So I want to find out the source of information and to see if there are any verifi- verifiable facts that can 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 validate such information. I do believe that the Palladians. Uh, the Palladian, as a star system constellation uh, system that um, has 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 life forms, but I, I I doubt that they're the people that seeded us. Uh, but I do think that they, there are blonde and beautiful Palladians uh, existed uh, in the universe, uh, possibly in the Palladian system, but but in the sense that they seeded us, I think uh, that uh, should be more carefully scrutinized.
0: It's interesting, one of the people I've had on the show about eight times, Garnet Schulhauser, who's written five, six, five, how many books has Garnet written now? Um, Books, because his spirit guide takes him in his astral body, flies him around the universe and shows him all this information, asks him to write it all down. And those books are mind-blowing too, my favourite books. I think in one of the first books that he wrote uh, during his astral travels, either book three or two, three or four, anyway, he was taken to a planet that was run by he said the beings look like spider like they look like spiders he said that's the closest he could come like spidery beings and they lived underground on this planet and their job in the cosmos was seeding life on other planets so life being not just you know human type lives but I would say plants and animals and life on on planets Um, that was interesting so I think there's. A lot more going on than one story and the palladians didn't seed their consciousness on earth they were like overseers like the thiobans say they oversaw um what was happening and helping out people that were like moving to different planets
1: okay i'd like to go back to my like my own logical thinking which is that i'm a very I'm a person really hard to be convinced of certain things. I I need to look at the evidence. I mean, for channeled information, channeled messages are like that. I used to read a lot of channeled messages, hoping to find information that's going to be useful and helpful for us, for our future. A lot of the channeled information are so general. um, They, to me, seem to belong to fantasies or, or science fictions, unless they can specifically mention certain facts on earth that we can look into and verify. For example, a lot of channel information, channel information or messages say this and that, we're all one, which are really nice messages. But in order for me, like Samuel Chong to be convinced, I have to see more evidence, more facts, specific verifiable facts, such as uh, Theobald prophecy says, um, like, uh, blue light has antibacterial antiviral effects. Um, things like uh, if you go to the like Galapagos Islands, it's actually called, formed by uh, an asteroid hitting Earth. Uh, something like that like that that we can really verify with um, something we can see, we can we can we can touch, and, and something re- exists in reality. So this is just me personally. I, I have to scrutinize the information very carefully.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all do it our own ways. Um, or you can just ask the spirit guides is what I do. Um, Lynn has an interesting question here about GMO foods being dead foods and no energetic response or nutrition. Mm-hmm. What about cloned people or those created there? Uh, what, what what's the question lynn where are you do you want to ask it i don't really understand the question i don't know where the food and the cloud people come together do you want to unmute and ask that question no are you there no 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 all right i don't really, under- right. I don't really um, understand yeah i'm here, here. yeah mm-hmm. Yep. can you mm-hmm. hear me so the question is like genetically modified stuff that's made in labs we told don't eat it or, or it's modified or don't eat the food like the vegan food that's made in labs it's gonna it's got no life force and no energy force to um give our life body our energetic body nutrition if a person's made in a lab and it's cloned what about their life force do they have it are they in connection um is there a positive and negative charge how's there?
1: Electrical being in their essence, creator. So, so Lynn, um, so have, um, have, have you read the okay. book?
0: You... I've read half the book.
1: Half, yeah, explains in the later half of the book, which is that uh, a human being has nine different bodies, like a physical body, the astral body, the astrotypical body, the physiological body, and, and a total of nine different bodies. If um, a person is cloned. Um, If there's no astral body getting into the physical body, then it just becomes like a robot. Um, I don't think our current clone technology has the ability to really incorporate the other eight bodies into the cloned body. Uh, So if they try to clone or, or... name. Well, maybe some electrons will be split into half and half. So I would say that uh, um, it, it would be very difficult to have the clone cloned the people to resemble the uh, spiritual levels of um, the person being cloned. Um, regarding the GMO genetic modified food, um, and I think. Uh, you're absolutely right. They don't have the uh, sufficient um, energy uh, comparable to a naturally grown food, organic food, mm, in the sense that uh, it's genetically modified. Everything, If everything is distorted, then it really doesn't have the full energy force of nature. Um, and there are other issues with the uh, GMO GMO food, such as um, chemical fertilizer residuals or pesticide residuals, and uh, also it doesn't it harms um, us uh, internally as well. But um, it also brings up another interesting topic: is the secret government programs that try to clone people, and for that, I do think it exists, and people should really be careful at distinguishing the real ETs and the secret government programs that try to imitate the ET technologies. Um, so that's my two cents. Thank you.
0: Did that answer the right. question, honey? I think
2: yeah. it does. Yeah.
0: I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah Thank you. I've learned that we've got 12 bodies, not the nine. From different, yeah, from different um, spiritual teachers. Spiritual teachers. Um, What the guides are saying is they laugh at how we try and categorize everything numerologically, because when you're trying to look at energy, it's like dimensions. We try and categorize. There is a blur point where you're moving from one dimension. There's no like rigid line that this is, this is, this. There is like, it's all energy and you're moving in frequency and it's like saying how many radio stations um on a rate in a radio <laughs> it depends on what the radio can pick up it's like it's blurry d- yeah it depends on it d- just depends on what the um intention of the soul and the body and the incarnation it's all depends um okay so we're coming to the end lulu bubble on youtube says the book is really good <laughs> Kristen says (laughs) the book's really good um it is a good book uh it's another one like Garnet's books blew my mind this one blew my mind too it it just answers a lot of questions that um we have about who we are but as we wrap up what do you think the um major message for people reading it and for our personal lives is in the book? Samuel? I mean, what have you taken out of it, uh, the message in the book, apart from all the stuff that we've talked about um, like dimensions and categories and miracles and and stuff like that? Like, What's the message of the book that humanity really needs to take on uh, that will help us personally and collectively?
1: I think uh, it really depends on the people, different groups of people, people in the spirituality, spiritual field, they they probably have uh, certain messages and people in different, like the legal and uh, medical field, they, they have uh, other messages. Um, but I think the most important thing is to look inside of yourself. Uh, the kingdom of God is within, you. follow your heart, your, t- your intuition, your gut feelings, and to keep constant, keeping constant communications with your higher self through meditation by having a good night of sleep. And also to try your best to live a full life, uh, wake other people, wake others up and to realize uh, what's really going on in our real world. And I think uh, that message is key. And also regarding how to make the right change um, read um, the chapter in which Michel de Marquet met Arki, um, the ET from a different planet, and I think that's going to be extremely practical um, and inspirational for our current uh, circumstances.
0: Do you want to just go over what that chapter mm-hmm. is about? What did Arki look like again? He didn't. He was mm-hmm. kind of short and ugly-looking, wasn't he? But but he had a message about what happened on his planet, right?
1: Yes, Um, on the planet Theoba, the Theobans took great efforts, inviting uh, E.T. from a different planet to meet with Michel de Marquet. Archie was that person and he is really short and kind of like -like, square-like, heavy and and very strange looking person that uh, seems to be a little bit ugly according to Michel's uh, aesthetic uh, taste. And, and uh, he told Michel de Marquet that uh, a few decades ago, their planet went through a revolution in which uh, it only took about four people to protest against the uh, totalitarian government regime. The four people protested in front of the palace of the government um, for seven days, uh, fasting and preaching, spirituality and love. And the government of that country shot the four people and the four people died, uh, three males and one female. A few months later, everyone realized the importance of the preachings or teachings of the four people. And everybody rose up against the totalitarian government in having a unified countrywide strike the policemen also joined in. And uh, it's a very detailed description how the country changed afterwards. Everything turned out to be better. Uh, And it became an example of a country moving from uh, a, really like a tyranny into a more um, equalized uh, communal society. So so I think um, they took great pains to invite Arki to meet with Michel de Marquet. And Arki died on the, on his way back to their planet. And I think this is a very important passage or message to us uh, that we should also follow suit. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that part. Yeah.
0: Yes, it it speaks about the power of the people, not the power of the people that think they're in power. I mean, they call them the elite, the 1%. And there are a very small elite group of people in power with a lot of money that are seemingly making the rules for humanity, as we've seen roll out over the last few years. And yet there are billions, you know, of us, that if we don't like it, we have a say. But the controlling minority would like us to believe we don't have a say, and we don't have power. And I don't think our power is in being angry at what's happening, which is like the message that Aki said, you know, the revolution, because there have been a lot of people revolting. I mean, there have been mass demonstrations all over the world all over the world including China Um, is that making a difference to government policy at the moment no Um, will it I don't know but as as the guides say through uh, the Abraham material uh, one person connected to the stream of pure positive energy which is the stream of your own soul which is a stream of consciousness that comes from your own higher self is more influential than a million who are not so we have the power to change things through love and not through resistance but we do have the power to change things and it is that um, message I think that the book demonstrates and that you talk about it is the evolution of our spiritual practice it is um, when we raise our vibration and involve our own consciousness we have unbelievable powers like they have evolve their consciousness they live in a a a physical environment but and yet they have the ability to heal to manufacture bodies you know through the power of mind and um, working with the elements and the electrons they have the power to levitate they have many powers that we would would seem like miracles as jesus demonstrated walking on water well walking on water is them you know using their levitation powers right So as you said, Samuel, people can do that. People can levitate by using the power of their consciousness and raising their vibration and having more of a connection to their soul's frequency or that frequency of pure positive energy. So, yeah, we are powerful. Thank you so much, Gloria says. Must take off, dog Frankie. Thank you so much, Anne says. Yes, we are powerful. And I think the message in the book, does demonstrate that yeah with the power of concentration as you said and um, our spiritual journey we can create anything we want to create including including changing shifting this world from tyranny what does he call it in the book the planet of sorrows
1: yes the planet of sorrows
0: yeah moving this planet from a planet planet of sorrows to a planet a thriving planet as foster gamble says from the you know the the documentary Thrive. And I think that taking our focus off our own personal needs and being more collectively focused, I think is a powerful thing because humans are so focused on self. What do I, you know, me? What do I get? What do I need? Me, 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 me. Like I would call it the planet of me <laughs> instead of the planet of we. I would say moving our, shifting our focus from the me to the we. And that will definitely evolve us. What do you say, Samuel?
1: Yes. Through uh, nonviolent resistance. Nonviolent resistance is a key word. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. Mm
1: -hmm. And thank
0: thank you, Kristen, for helping me out today with the messages and restream. We hardly had anyone ask anything on. We had a couple of donations. And thank you so much. Lulu Bubble, the book's really good. Violet, thank you. I agree with you 1,000%. Um, So we we only had a couple of, uh, and we had no one commenting on Facebook, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if Facebook's showing any of my stuff anymore to anybody. I've got it streaming on three different Facebook platforms, uh, three groups, and um, my profile and a page. And yet I don't seem to have had any comments on Facebook. Um, But we've had lots of comments from the people on Zoom. Thank you, everybody who has been on Zoom with us today. And any final messages before we go off the live, Samuel?
1: Yeah, I would strongly suggest people to read the book in detail because what we have been talking about so far in the last two hours, is only about maybe 10% of the book. Absolutely. Additional 90%. That's going to benefit you, your friends, and your family family members. And reading this book is the best investment I've ever made in my entire life. Remember, I studied the financial markets. When I say this book is the best investment I have ever made in my lifetime, you're going to see the value of the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) well, yeah, absolutely. iPhone says, thank you, Samuel, so much. Fascinating. And shifting focus from me to we and nonviolent resistance, as you both said. Thank you. Thank you. Diane. Oh, that's Diane W. who's on iPhone. Right. Um, Thank you again, Samuel. Uh, Let me just put myself back on screen. Here we are. Um, Yeah, thank you again. I'm just going to go off the live stream and we'll have a bit of a chat with the group. So thanks, everyone, that's been watching to the live stream and I'll catch you soon. Catch you next time. Okay, stop the live streaming. all right and i might just stop yes Mm -hmm. okay so you're going to talk about the birth chart of
1: jesus yeah go ahead um yeah previously the question was asked about uh, astrology yes astrology works uh, to a certain extent and the theubans are the masters of the universe and, and nature so they know how to incorporate astrology into everything they do So there's a famous astrologer um, who received a mysterious phone call one day and giving him a birth date, time, and also the year, requesting him to make a chart and to uh, do a reading. And he did, and he found that chart to be extremely powerful and um, amazing and astonishing that it seems to be a perfect human being. And according to that birth chart, um, the time and the date was uh, March 28th, the year AD 28th at 5.40 AM uh, in the city of uh, Bethleh- Bethlehem uh, where Jesus was born. And um, it's so perfect that it seems to be like a perfect, human being, like a a, a holy um, character, uh, like Christ-like chart. But if you really look at the date, the year 28, it doesn't really match the biblical accounts, but it explains kind of uh, very reasonably and logically the book of uh, Theobald prophecy, in which there are two Jesus Christs, one Jesus, one Christ. The birth date, March 28th, the year AD 28 at 540 AM, could be the birth date and time of the second Christ, the second Jesus, because the Theobans would be able to incorporate everything they know about nature, including astrology, in making a Christ a perfect being. Um, And my article, which I posted here already, Um, also documents the Chinese historical records of uh, um, anomalies uh, that they observed in the sky, which matched the accounts and descriptions um, in the Bible, which nailed the birth date of Jesus, the first Jesus, to the exact date, month, and year. So people who are interested may want to read that article. And so to make the story as described in the book, Theobal prophecy more consistent.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking for the article. Uh, I'm just gonna repost this Jesus um, copy link. I'm just reposting it for people that didn't see it in the chat. I've just reposted it. The article. Um, yeah, there's the article. Uh, ah, fascinating. So you're saying that um um you're saying that the birth date, would that be the date that the being that was manufactured on um on Thioba came to Earth or the date that the body was manufactured? W- what's the birth date?
1: The former one, the when the um, landed on earth. earth yeah okay. Landed on Earth, yes.
0: oh, okay interesting yes yeah so that's why it was 28 and not when did jesus die 33 was he 33 or 36 or something
1: yeah 33 oh, but what's more important is that the information was given by someone who called that famous astrologer claiming that he got the date and time uh, from the vatican records huh.
0: wow fascinating Oh, that's fascinating. Thank you for that. That's great.